Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When the sport of MMA first started, not many people were what you would call well-rounded fighters, which meant it was pretty easy to trick your opponent into walking into a technique that chances are they'd never seen before. Obviously, as the sport grew and everyone started to cross-train in multiple disciplines, well, it got harder and harder to surprise people, but there are still a few tricks that work even to this day at the highest level that we see fighters use in the cage against each other. All right, everybody, let's just take a quick break for a second, okay? This weekend at UFC 295, we've got Alex Pereira headlining against Yuri Pahaska, and also the interim heavyweight title now with Tom Aspinall and Sergei Pavlovich. But we've partnered up with DraftKings to bring you an exciting offer for UFC 295. Right now, anyone who signs up using the promo code ONPOINT and bets just $5 on any of this weekend's fights will get $200 in bonus bets. That's right. If you're a new customer and you bet this weekend, only have to bet $5, you'll get $200 bonus instantly. If you want, you can even use your $200 for a same fight parlay. You can combine multiple bets for the same fight, including number of rounds and method of victory. If sports betting's not available in your state, don't worry, you can still get in on the action with DraftKings Daily Fantasy. DraftKings is offering huge UFC contests with massive payouts, all for UFC 295 this weekend. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use the code on point. Bet just $5 and you can get $200 in bonus bets. That's promo code on point only at DraftKings. I'm Bailey in for MMA on Point. Before we start, I'm going to give a shout out to the Hall of Famers over here at MMA on Point, the top supporters of our channel. And here's 10 deceptive tricks that fighters use in the cage. Okay, guys, I thought on this video today it might be fun if we just break down some of the techniques that we're talking about. We've never done anything like this before, so it might go terribly wrong, but it might be all right. I obviously want to say, starting this video, I'm not an MMA coach. This is not MMA coaching. If you want to go learn the sport, go see a proper trainer somewhere. This is just me showing you some of these deceptive techniques that fighters use based on stuff that I've learned from proper coaches and trainers across sort of seven, eight years at different gyms around the UK. Number 10, look down, kick high. Some great examples of this are, of course, Anderson Silva KOing Vitor Belfort. He kind of caught him standing still and with a front kick. Lyoto Machida uses this a lot. The Musasi fight, there's some good examples there. Marlon Marais got Jimmy Rivera and Aljo doing the same thing. Nick Osipchak delivered a perfect example of this on Tough. Look low, kick high, oldest trick in the book. There's also a version of this you could include called the ducking head kick. Josh Thompson set up his finish of Nate Diaz with it. TJ loves to use this as well, but it pretty much achieves the same thing. Obviously, there's a bunch of different ways guys set this up in the UFC. Initially, you're going to want to establish something low with leg kicks. One thing about leg kicks as well is you don't actually want to look down when you're throwing your leg kick because most people will know that it's coming. So if you're leg kicking away, maybe you're going inside, depending on the stance. But the idea is to bring the eye line down. And as it comes down, you're finishing up high. So again, we're here, jabbing, leg kicks are there. 
moving, moving, down, come up with a head kick. Very simple, we see guys do it all the time, but it still catches people out. Obviously, Anderson Silvers was different as a front kick. He got Vitor standing still. It was a very similar situation. He's looking down, except he's coming right up the middle. So down, and up the middle with the front kick. Very sneaky. For those of you who haven't trained, I'm just gonna give you a heads up and say head kicks aren't that easy to land. You could be fast, you could be flexible, but most of the time, if your opponent is ready for it, it's pretty easy to just step out of range. This is why you see people set up kicks in MMA in a number of different and deceptive ways. Number nine, take down fakes into strikes. If you ask me, the only thing scarier than a wrestler's double leg is when they fake it and then they knock you out instead. Classically, you know this is how Habib caught Connor in their fight. Danny Castillo landed the KO of his career, level changing into his overhand. Yoel Romero faked a takedown into a flying knee that ended Chris Weidman. Fabricio Verdum did the same thing to Mark Hunt. Even Randleman made Mirko drop his hands expecting a takedown just by being a big scary wrestler. Lots of people set these up different ways, but essentially it's about level changing and your opponent will either level change with you or drop their hands and then you come over the top with an attack or underneath with an attack. The most common one we see is the overhand because when you lower your base, you load your hips into the overhand anyway. Level change, and then we're gonna overhand over the top. The more you sell these techniques, the better they are they're gonna land. There's also the uppercut, which works quite nice as well. If someone is expecting a level change, then the first thing they're gonna do is lower their hands to defend the takedown, and that's when they become open to a strike instead. Number eight, the question mark kick. It's a move that everyone knows, but it's also not really a move that a lot of people even try, let alone have success with. Some of the most famous users in MMA are, of course, Israel Adesanya. He got a KO with it early in his career, and then he also used it to finish Derek Bronson in the UFC. Luke Rockhold is also notorious for having a killer question mark kick. You can't forget how sweet the one Holly Holm landed on Betch Cahare was either. Even Ian Gary has a beautiful question mark kick KO on his record. It's all about the setup with the question mark kick though. So first of all, you want to think about your establishing shots. It's all about aiming low and then flicking that kick up high. So I would go rear teeps to the body. Anything that's linear up the middle. I know Wonderboy likes to always do a linear attack, bring the hips forward because at the last moment, that's when you're changing to finish your question mark kick. So I could go teep, teep, and then bah. I know Izzy has done a video on his YouTube and he likes to go oblique, and he uses that as the pendulum for his kick. And you can also throw it off the lead leg. Luke Rockhold does it a lot off the lead leg. I like to do it off the lead leg from teeps from the lead leg, maybe even a side kick. But if you're lifting, maybe even for defense, and at the last moment, you can change it into a kick. Now this might seem like a pretty obvious one, as the move itself is basically built on the art of deception. It's all about setting a pattern with your opponent first, either with leg kicks or teep kicks, and when they're expecting the same attack again, you flip the switch and unleash a question mark kick to the head. It might seem like another head kick to some people, but it's all about the setup and the execution. Number seven, hand traps and fighting. So what is a hand trap? It's certainly something that's used in a lot of different martial arts, boxing, Wing Chun. It's essentially about moving your opponent's hand out of the way to land a strike. But when you take the concept into the world of MMA, it almost has an endless amount of uses. John Jones is certainly a master in his own way, and he absolutely destroyed Rashad Evans using hand traps and elbows. DC kind of did something similar, but also used the classic boxing version in his fights with Stipe. Tony Ferguson is also really creative with this and lands some great elbows. And even someone like Rob Whittaker uses them in a much more traditional boxing sense. Hand traps are all about moving an opponent's hand out of the way and then being able to fire 
over the top. People still do this in MMA. You know, if there's a, a lead hand opportunity, they'll pull, come over the top, or maybe they'll pull and then hook around the side. One of my favorite ways to do it though, and we've just seen Tony Ferguson, the elbows, or, or John Jones, hand trapping and then firing elbows off the hand trap. Controlling hands, tight, and stepping across with elbows. Or you can go across on the other side as well. So in MMA, you can actually use your fingers to grab onto your opponent's hands. You know, you don't have to just pull them out of the way to land shots like in boxing, but it's the really sneaky guys like these who will lure you into a false sense of security, thinking it's okay to lock up with them hand to hand and then drop a devastating technique on your face. Number six, the Von Flew choke. Well, the guillotine sure is an effective move, isn't it? It's also one of those things most people do who don't do a lot of BJJ, as it's pretty simple, and it counts as takedowns. But at the same time, if you don't know much about BJJ, then you want to be careful you don't get stuck in one of these. The move itself was created by Jason Von Flew, who we first saw use it to finish Nick Galadi back in 2003. And then again in the UFC against Alex Karalexis, who had no idea what was happening. It was then kind of made famous by Ovincent Pru, who managed to pull four of them off in the UFC. Essentially, what they'll tell you in jiu-jitsu is if someone passes your guard, you should let go of your guillotine because without your legs as leverage, it's pretty much impossible to finish the choke. And also because these days, you'll definitely get Von Flu choked. Number five, hidden clinch attacks. Another pretty deceptive idea is to get your opponent thinking, hey, we're grappling, and then switch things up with a strike that they just never saw coming. The most classic example of this is Daniel Cormier against Stipe in the first fight. Dan clinched him, gave up the right underhook, and turned it into an overhand that Stipe just didn't see coming. I can tell you Derek Lewis definitely didn't see the tie to Ivasa elbow that KO'd him. Mike Perry KO'd Ellenberger with something similar. He gave up the underhook to elbow over the top. And even Jorge went from stuffing a takedown in the clinch to KOing Caesar Ferreira. Now again, fighters are pretty creative with this one and there's lots of different ways where this happens. Ish, ish, ish. I don't know, is that legal? I don't know, but it's fucking annoying. But the deception comes from thinking that you're in a grappling exchange and you're safe and then surprising your opponent by firing off a shot from a position that they just didn't see coming. Number four, the one-two head kick. Now, I'm pretty annoyed about how popular this move has gotten, in a way, as it's definitely one of the most fun and effective way to land head kicks. Leon Edwards basically introduced this concept to the entire world when he finished Usman, which was pretty much a perfect utilization of this technique. But loads of people have been doing this in MMA for years. Wonderboy had his own modified version that we got to see in his UFC debut. We've seen guys like Brian Battle recently get a picture-perfect knockout with it. Bobby Knuckles has a great one, and it's how he finished Jacare. And you know, it's a pretty popular move in the UFC video games. With the one-two, you don't even need to land it, especially if you do land, and you're a little too close. It's really hard to get the angle to get that head kick up there. When I throw it, I throw it a little outside of range. I don't want the one two to land. I want them to feel like they're out of range and maybe even get a reaction from that and then fire the kick up the top. And you can turn over. The more you step with an angle, the more angle you can get on your kick. Wonder Boy, when he throws his one two, he'll go across the body and then over the top. That's the Dan Stitching one. So as he shoots his one two, he'll angle and move and then come up and down over the top. So it's all about, again, the setup. Jab, fake, level change, jab, and then hoo, ah, one, two head kick. It works every time, most of the time. The concept is pretty simple though. You throw a distracting strike with the one, two, your opponent will try to parry or slip away from the straight and go right into your head kick. And it has proven 
to be devastatingly effective. Number three, shifting. Now we're really starting to get into the high level stuff. Moves that we only see a few fighters do and really something that's only just evolved its way into the sport. Start switching is definitely a thing now, but few people actually strike and switch stance at the same time. And this concept is known as shifting. Alexander Volkanovsky is a master at shifting and he's given a ton of people problems with it, including Islam Mahachev. TJ Dillashaw is also another guy who shifts during his combinations to keep the pressure on. That probably reminds you of Dustin Poirier, who, yep, is also a shifter. I mean, you could even technically say GSP's Superman jab is a form of shifting. Or that punch that Jorge landed to KO Darren Till. It's not something everybody does because traditionally you want to just stay in your stance where you're comfortable, where you're defensively sound. To switch stances as you're throwing techniques is something a few people do, but it can help you cover distance. And when your opponent thinks are out of range, the next attack comes and you can chain it and keep attacking. So a good example here, we're gonna go straight left, step through, and then finish with a hook now from Orthodox. So essentially, by constantly switching stance and moving forward, you can keep chaining the attacks, constantly following your opponent and being able to change direction as they're moving back defensively. It can be used offensively, defensively, as an expectation that your opponent's gonna back straight up and you carry on moving forward without having to stop your attack. It's definitely something that's making its way more into the sport, but it's super deceptive. When an opponent might think they are safe or have moved out of range, the shift can disguise follow-up attacks brilliantly. Number two, the Osoto Gari trip. What's more deceptive than making your opponent think you're coming in to strike, but you're actually changing up martial arts completely and turning it into a takedown? The Osoto Gari is a beautiful but somewhat risky technique, but when it works, it's awesome. Yoshihiro's sexy armor was one of the few guys who could hit this quite regularly, even in the UFC. Mysterious Zabit Magomed Sharipov also used this well in the UFC. He'd set it up off his sidekick. Peter Yarn even hit one of these on Sean O'Malley, faking into a jab. The legend Carl Parisian does a really good instructional on this move as well. It's super sneaky, but not something you see every day. It requires a fair bit of confidence to pull off. It uses way less energy than your normal takedown. And although it's a judo move, it's definitely used in sambo as well. And now in MMA, where it seems more and more guys have been trying to pull it off and disguise it as an incoming strike. Number one, Ezekiel chokes from the bottom. Okay, well, considering form out is probably the most dominant position you can obtain in MMA, there's nothing more deceptive than letting your opponent get that position to then choke them out. Normally, the Ezekiel choke works best when you're on top of your opponent, or, you know, in a gi. But Alexei Olenek has found ways to make it work in MMA, even in the UFC. He pulled it off from half guard against Junior Albini, and then he gave up full mount against Victor Pesta, all to help sink in the choke. Intentionally giving up mount, yeah, it's probably never a good idea, but I guess if you're that confident with it, which by the way, Alexei definitely is, he has the record for the most wins in MMA history with that technique, he's got 14 of them. This kind of had to be number one because you just don't see it coming when you're in perhaps the best possible position in a fight. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this one. It's something completely different today. Obviously, we don't usually gear up and, and demonstrate techniques, but we felt like it might be something fun, something new to do. So let us know if you enjoyed it as well. Shout out to all you channel champions as well for always supporting the content. Guys, we appreciate you. Thank you. If you do want to join them and get access to exclusive benefits, the link is in the description, all the information as well, but you can sign up, be a channel member. Shout out to Luke as well for editing this video. Cheers, Luke. You're a trooper, mate. Didn't get to hit you in the face in this one. So unfortunately that doesn't work out, but go follow him at callto me underscore give him some support on his socials as well. Let us know if there's anything else you want to see from this style of video, guys. But if you did enjoy it, give us a thumbs up. It's always appreciated. And uh, subscribe as well if you've not subscribed yet, if you feel like seeing more of this stuff. All right, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for watching, guys.